the curse of the devil. Exorcism, a sacrifice. Blessing or bestiality. The curse of the devil. Satan in control of the body and the mind. My love will destroy the creation. I swear that you'll find everyone and welcome back to the Nashy cast for a brief end of 2023 episode focused on the Nashy films that are available in America in region one in region a we're talking about blu-rays I guess I should say it that way uh, currently and uh, there are a wealth of them but we want to talk about them just very briefly and to kind of uh, give some ideas about uh, what we think of is gonna What's going to be happening in the future and how you might want to kind of take a look at that and think about what you're doing. Joining me, as usual, is the mighty Troy Gwynn. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing just fine, just fine. How are you, my friend? I don't know, man. The phrase just fine makes me think that you're you're sitting there, you know, contemplating (laughs) contemplating something really really mean-spirited to other people are you sure (laughs) yes no i'm 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 as we record this it's december and i'm full of christmas cheer and the christmas spirit Mm. and uh and uh poor as a church mouse and that's all right (laughs) i understand uh it it is it is one of those things where uh the the one of the reasons we we're recording this is not just to uh get get a little episode out at the end of the year to remind people the show exists but also to uh as we've as we've stated we we live in wonderful times yes and we have for a few years now mm-hmm. in being nashy fans because when we first started this podcast lo many years ago there were the, 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 let's just put it this way we set out to watch every Nashy film we could get our hands on and at the time getting our hands on some of these movies that are now just readily available sitting in high definition prints on blu-ray um, you had to really go searching. You had to do somewhat, shall we say, gray market things to get yeah. your hands on them. These days, yeah, we don't got to, them. Yeah, right. When it came to Blu-ray, you, uh, the British might say there was sweet F.A. when it came to uh, <laughs> when it came to Paul Nashie on Blu-ray. Yeah, this is true. Uh, and what we what we wanted to do was just kind of remind everybody in this episode. Of what of what Paul Nashi films are available if you uh, live here in North America or have a an all regions Blu-ray player uh, and live in another country, uh, we're not going to talk about the uh, the possible Blu-rays of different Nashi films that are available in other countries, mainly because we don't have well, we don't have them, we don't have access to them, and uh, uh, although some of them would be uh, English friendly enough to. Uh, you know, to, to to be enjoyable, at least for me, yeah. just to get my hands yeah, on them to to see yeah. the other extras that uh, different companies in different countries have put on them. But uh, yeah, we're going to stick to the the listing of the stuff that is available here in the states mm-hmm. with an eye toward uh, helping to remind everybody, hey, you know, these things are available, 
and uh, they might not necessarily remain that way forever. So that is kind of where we are. Yeah. Now, Troy, I'd like to start here mainly because it's 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 like ripping the Band-Aid off. One of the first Blu-rays of a Paul Nagy <laughs> film that came out was uh, uh, was uh, Crimson, the yeah. French crime film, also known as The Man with the Severed Head. It is still available. Mm even though it came out a number of years ago mm-hmm. and uh, is one that I don't think either of us can give a full-throated recommendation for. There are some people who apparently do find it enjoyable. I still have not been able to bring myself to go back and rewatch Crimson. Um, even though I do own the Blu-ray, uh, I couldn't stop myself from getting, you know, yet another Nashy film in high def, but, um, one day, I promise, folks, I will. Maybe we'll devote an episode to doing... Maybe that's a good idea. Maybe we should just devote an episode to both of us going mm-hmm. back, re-watching Crimson, and coming at it with, you know, what, what will by then be, you know, what, 2024 eyes. And kind of mm-hmm. seeing if we find a way to reevaluate it and come away uh, enlightened is the wrong word. <laughs> maybe just, maybe altered. I, I, maybe altered. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, but I do remember our reactions when that first came out. We were like, are you are you kidding me? You know, that's that's the Nashi. Because <laughs> at that point, we had no idea if there would even be any more. You know, we're just like, that of all oh, the Nashi films, that's the one that comes out on Blu-ray first. But, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, um, you know, now you watch as all these fall out of, you know, availability and, you know, and go into, you know, watch that be the last one left. It's still, you know, that's <laughs> still out there. <laughs> God, let's hope not. That would be, oh, that would be depressing. I will oh, say this my. is, you know, was there is the, it does include the, uh, you know, all the nude scenes that were cut out when we, you know, when we, we did our yeah. episode on the film. And so if that's your bag you want to see it does have some classic examples of you know what we talked about before in in euro horror you know and in, in euro cinema the the uncut and cut versions that it's got a classic examples of those sequences that are just scream like you know here's where you snip you know here's the edit because they have nothing to do to <laughs> enhance the story at all some of them do uh, some of them do make it more interesting but uh, there i know there's one in particular that, I, that watching i thought boy that is about as gratuitous and as useless <laughs> as it gets to the story. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Maybe, maybe we can, uh, maybe we can commit to uh, mm-hmm. doing doing a revisit to Crimson in 2024, uh, for no other reason than just to just to, to know that there will be a lot of people out there willing to listen to that show. To yeah. giggle at us, so, laugh at it's true. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, it, it, I don't know how much of it, how much of it would involve actually laughing with us. It, it would be more along the lines of laughing at us. Laughing at um, uh, I think the second one we should bring up would be the Vinegar Syndrome release of Count Dracula's Great Love, which they have mm-hmm. uh, recently re-released as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with a slipcover. No, uh, <laughs> no, I know you just, boy, I know that just had you all kinds of thrilled there. Uh, yeah, you know, you include a slipcover, you know, some kind of new thing like that, and it really enhances my desire to purchase something again. Uh, uh, well, no. I do believe, I do believe, I will say that I think with vinegar syndrome, or at least some of them, I think that at least for a while you could get the slipcover, you could just buy the slipcover, you know, which and that that's a little more reasonable. I'm just like, okay. If you really want the slipcover, you know, someone can just buy it separately. They don't have to just buy the entire Blu-ray again. I think I'm right about that, that they they, they did that. Uh, I, I don't know. I if think that it. they have in the past, yes. But at the same time, I am not that kind of collector. No, me either. But, you know, yeah. So, yeah. Not my thing. But 
nevertheless, Count Dracula's Great Love, uh, still out there, still available, and uh, as far as I can tell, will be available for some time to come, so that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Staying with Vinegar Syndrome, the most recent uh, heavily of note Blu-ray release also comes from Vinegar Syndrome, and that would be The Werewolf versus the Vampire Woman, yeah. a.k.a. Werewolf Shadow. They put yeah. out a huge disc set of that film and uh that that honestly of course we waited so long for that to finally come out on blue over yeah. here oh yeah and uh what a joy i i have to admit i i have it and i have not yet taken the time to even crack it open i feel a bit of a bit of a sh- uh, an amount of shame but the problem in my little head is that i have fairly recently rewatched the movie mm-hmm so there's that thing in my head where I'm like, I don't know, I just, I, I'm not in the mood to rewatch it again. And, mm-hmm. but the thing is, the joy is that it is there, it exists, and I have the, the high def version of it. I need to crack it open eventually and dig into it. And I'm trying to keep myself from saying, why don't we promise to do that next year too? I, maybe we will. I don't know. <laughs> there's, well, it's, that's certainly a good idea just yeah. to revisit that film again with a Blu-ray would allow us to give, allow us to kind of have fresh eyes on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the, it is the, I mean, because it is the, I guess the most significant, if that's the right word film in Nashi's uh, mm. entire filmography and because of what it did for Spanish cinema and, you know, and, and it's, it's distribution here in the States and, and Nashi's own, you know, uh, run of uh, celebrity there in the scene, you know, and, and, and really kind of the most fertile period of his work, you know, in the 70s, as far as as an actor and, and the films he made over those years. I mean, Werewolf versus the Vampire Women was 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 such a significant film for Spanish cinema. Um, but I tell you, the, the if nothing else, I mean, you know, whatever else is, is, is you want to say about that set, you know, of all the other good things it has really. To me, the big, big get for this Vinegar Syndrome release is that it includes the documentary. Um, yes. Yeah, that is as an extra, the uh, man who saw Frankenstein cry, you know, which is the incredible uh, documentary film about Paul Nashi, which is very well done. And so that and just in the inclusion of that alone makes it worth the price. Completely agree. Completely agree. It's uh, that's an exceptional get. And it's just one of those mm-hmm. things that makes that that Blu-ray set of the, of that film from Vinegar Syndrome Mm-hmm. Almost a must. Well, it really is kind of a must own if you're a if you're a Paul Nashy fan at all. There's just yeah. there's just too much goodness packed into that set, and it's uh, it's worth every penny. Now, before we go a little further, uh, I'd like to point out that uh, here in the states, the actual first Blu-ray that came out uh, was a double feature that came out and is long out of print at this point. Um, that was put out by BCI when they yeah. were putting out um, some Spanish horror stuff on DVD initially in the early 2000s. And uh, I, I, of course, still have that, and I'm proud to hold on to it, even though I now have other versions of that on Blu-ray. But there are a lot of people who uh, have been able to get their hands on that double-featured disc. And I would like to say that that is a good way to see both Night of the Werewolf and Vengeance of the Zombies, mm-hmm. if uh, if you get your hands on it, if you if you stumble across that and can get it for a decent price, uh, it is you know long out of print at this point, but uh, sometimes strangely enough you'll see decent decent uh, 
prices on that on the resale market and uh, don't shy away from that just because it's not the 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 it's not the versions of the films that uh, were later put out by Shout Factory or Scream Factory. Pardon me. The that disc is uh, still a good way to see both of those movies, and uh, if you can get it for a decent price, worth your time. Yeah. I don't know we, that I would. Yeah, I don't know that you necessarily need to have both versions of it on Blu-ray, but if you if you get that one and don't have the others, it's worth it. Yeah, and and yeah, we we should you know we always will acknowledge the. Uh, you know, give props to BCI because until the whole, until this, you know, we finally got the Blu-ray era of Paul Nashi, that those were the most significant Nashi releases out there. Those DVDs they put out, mm-hmm. they were so well done and, 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 uh, great looking with great extras. And, you know, those were, those were really kind of the, the, the first time that Paul Nashi's films got real respectful releases. True. True. And it, it did eventually lead to the explosion that we've been going through for about the past eight years, which is, yeah. which is a real joy because the, one of the people involved in that B, in the BCI stuff is, uh, who, uh, was eventually working for uh, scream factory and was, uh, a mover and shaker behind the scenes that got the two five film sets that they put out of Paul Nashi films. So mm-hmm. always good, always good to, to know that those people are working, in these companies are fans as well and eventually it does pay off for all of us yay yay yay. (laughs) now um let's go ahead and jump to those two shout factory sets to talk about them Mm -hmm. uh there are two uh paul nashi sets they're called the paul nashi collection the paul nashi connection collection two they were put out by scream factory uh each set has five movies these days the, the these are um Man, you want to talk value for money? Often these sets will be on sale for under forty bucks. Sometimes for as much as just thirty dollars. Yeah. And um, to, man, it's are they are they worth that price? Yeah, six bucks a film, folks. Think about it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, so on the the on the first set, the uh, oh man, remind me, Troy, what what which films are in the first set? The first um, set was uh, Horror Rises from the Tomb. Uh, Night of the Werewolf, Blue Eyes of the Broken Doll, Vengeance of the Zombies, and Human Beasts. There we go. So five solid films there. Uh, Troy mm-hmm. and I were uh, allowed to com- uh, contribute commentary tracks to three of those films. Yep. We were, very, we were very happy to be able to do that. And the second set has uh, five more films, including, mm-hmm. let's see, Hunchback of the Morgue, which is the one we did a commentary track for on that set. Uh, oh man, help me out here. What are the other four? Dragonfly for each. I think a dragonfly for corpse is on that. Yes. Um, and then uh, let's see, uh, Night of the Howling Beast was on there. Ah, yes. So the werewolf, also known as the werewolf and the yeti. Uh And then Marshall of Hell uh, mm-hmm. um, was on. Yeah, it was on there. Um, maybe forgetting. Maybe I, I want one more. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Marshall of Hell, aka the Devil's Possessed, and Exorcism. Oh. Or exorcismo. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Yeah, right. Now, uh, Troy and I did a commentary for Hunchback in the Morgue on that set, and mm-hmm. then Troy Howarth did uh, a commentary for A Dragonfly for Each Corpse and Exorcis- Exorcism. Mm-hmm. Um, so that set is to be to, to be clear, well worth your time. Uh, mm-hmm. Good stuff there. And then uh, uh, let's focus on now uh, one of my one of my favorite things to talk about. 
which is well, no, let's let's put that off for a second. There is also a Blu-ray of one of my favorite uh, Nashi films, for which Nashi did not write the screenplay. People who own the dark was put out on Blu-ray by Code Red, kind of following up on a on a previous DVD that they had done of it. But to be clear, that Blu-ray is not. Let's let's just say there's a lot of room for improvement. Yeah, on yeah. putting out a release of People Who Own the Dark. It is a fantastic film in any way that you get the chance to see it. it is. Yeah. I would just say, go ahead. If you get the chance to see it, jump. Go ahead and see the movie. Yeah, yeah definitely. It is well worth your time. But um, there's a there's some room for improvement for a future possible release of The People Who Own the Dark. And I'm really, I'm ho- hopeful, crossing my fingers and, and kind of, you know... <laughs> crossing my fingers and toes maybe even just to try to get somebody to uh, get their hands on the people who own the dark, find some better uh, film elements to put out a better Blu-ray of that film because I think it's exceptional. And I think that it's one of my favorite of the uh, Nashi just as actor kind of, uh, kind of movies that he did uh, in the 1970s. I think he's, I think he's very good in it, but I also think the film is top notch. It is. And it is. And the reasons you mentioned it is why I still have it. Uh, in my on my wish list list of Nashi films on mm. Blu-ray, even though it is technically out on Blu-ray, as for like you said, I just feel like uh, I feel like there's a better version waiting to happen. I agree, I agree. But um, let's talk a little bit now about um, we'll we'll just go through all of the Mondo Macabro releases yeah. of different Paul Nashi films. <laughs> um, the first one they put out was Inquisition, which uh, we that was the the first time we were asked to do a commentary track. So there's that, but also. Inquisition's just an excellent film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, variation on the the, the same ground tread by uh, things like Witchfinder General and Mark of the Devil and uh, Ken Russell's film The Devils. Um, exceptional film. Good, you know, really good Blu-ray. Nice extras on that, even if you don't want to listen to us babble about it. <laughs> and uh, really kind of kicked off a uh, an ongoing series of uh, Blu-rays that Mondo Macabro has been doing to bring a lot of the le- a lot of the the really great but not necessarily well-known Nashi films to uh, to an audience that luckily is is hungry for them. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, um, so uh, in no particular order, they have also released on Blu-ray Panic Beats from the early '80s. Really great film, well worth your time. Kind of a uh, Kind of, sorta, a follow-up to Horror Rises from the Tomb, but not really. I mean, you can, you know, it, it depends on how you wanna how you wanna treat the elements in Panic Beats as to whether or not you wanna see it as kind of a, a sequel or follow-up to Horror Rises from the Tomb. And then um, let's see, in no particular order, uh, they did uh, the Beast and the Magic Sword, which. It was the first time that the film has been legally available and vis- per- correctly visually presented ever, and that's uh, that's been kind of a joy because oh, Beast yeah. of the Magic Sword was one of the first like expensive expensive bootlegs I bought back in the '90s because uh-huh. I desperately wanted to see that movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, to to have that now be something that you can see in high definition. Uh, look, you know, looking better than it ever had before is 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 something that just puts a huge smile on my face. I can hardly believe that that is that is the, the, yeah. the, 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 the that's the world we live in these days. My goodness, how did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> I know, uh, man. 
but the they also have put out uh, a film they uh, they gave the title The Devil Incarnate, which we uh, first saw here on the podcast under its uh, Spanish title El Comandante from 1979, which uh, is, I guess you would have to classify it as kind of a horror film, but it is one of the best, if not the best film that Paul Nashi ever made. And it's something that was never translated into English uh, mm-hmm. until well after its initial run. Uh, and this, as a matter of fact, I, I can't remember now specifically, but the, the Blu-ray that Mondo Macabro put out. As far as I, I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm pretty sure that that was. Yeah, that was the first time. Yeah, it's an exceptional film and one that um, I, I would always point people toward, because I think for mm-hmm. a lot of people it would be extraordinarily surprising. As would be the Mondo Macabro release of The Frenchman's Garden, a movie he made right before mm-hmm. that. Yes, yes. Uh, both uh, El Caminante and The Frenchman's Garden were movies that you and I discovered yeah, yeah. going through going through and making this right, podcast right. and were just polaxed by. Yeah, uh, neither of us knew how good these movies were going to be. And on the Simpsons Garden release, we uh, we did a audio commentary with our friend Troy Howard. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Troy Howard did a commentary track for The Devil Incarnate, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. The El Caminante, yes. El Caminante and uh, Frenchman's Garden. Uh, some some wise ass got the, the 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 brainstorm to just have all three of us do one for Frenchman's Garden, and uh, <laughs> um, uh, th- three voices on a podcast can sometimes get a little hectic and chaotic. But I think we wrangled it fairly effectively on that one. So yeah, we had fun. We had a good time with it. I gotta say though, I think that we may have done. I think we did a pretty darn good job when we did Beast and the Magic Sword though. That one was yeah. That one was a blast. Uh, you and I. Uh, we really, really enjoyed getting to dig into that movie and talk about so oh, yeah. many aspects yeah. of it. And because it is one of the longest, when it's properly projected, it is one of the longest of Nashi's films, stretching to uh, was it a little over an hour and 45 minutes. It actually is one of the few times mm-hmm. we, we felt like we actually had the time to talk about almost everything that we wanted to talk about yeah. in one of these commentary tracks. Right. Yeah, man, it's not. Yeah, normally that's not the case. Normally you're left with like, oh, I wish I could have gotten to say, you know, wish I'd had another ten minutes to say, say a little more. Yeah, to just know? talk about a little bit something else. And there have been the occasion. There's been the occasional film, specifically. I think we 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 could lean on uh, one of the next films that Mondo put out, uh, The Howl of the Devil, where I think both yeah. of us said at the time, it's like we could have done two commentary tracks for this film. This. Oh man. Uh, yeah, we could. We could have seen one whole track just uh, just uh, talking about how happy we were the film was. I mean that they had gotten the film. I mean that was the one that that's one that we would have put on the list of probably never going to happen. Yeah. You know, and uh, because of how of how un, uncertain there was what elements were out there of how little the film had been seen even in the first place had had hardly been shown at all. Uh, how it looked uh, on the the rare you know the very the only version of it that was available. And so yeah, when we. We got the dual news that uh, Mondo Macabro had got it and wanted us to be involved with it. That was that was quite a feeling, man. That was uh, that 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 was that was a pretty joyous day there. Truly, truly, a, a film almost impossible to see in any decent version. And man, now high def, looking amazing on yeah. yeah that's it's incredible. Uh, and uh, the most recent released of Mondo Macabro's Nashi films uh, is Night of the Executioner. Uh, from 1992, which is uh, a, a crime film, actually a vigilante film, very much in the Death Wish vein, 
that Nashy did on a, on a very low budget in the early '90s, and uh, still yeah. a, a, still a, a very solid uh, uh, crime film, well done, and once again not one that I ever expected to see come out on Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I don't know that. I'm pretty sure that we, I know it's definitely true with Howl of the Devil. Uh, and, uh, that Howl of the Devil being when when Mondo put it out, that was the first legal release of that film ever anywhere in the world. Yeah. Uh, and I think mm-hmm. that uh, Night of the Executioner was definitely the first release of it in the States at all. Uh, I don't even think yeah. there had been a, I'm not, I'm not, I could be wrong. I, I can't remember now. It's, it's been too long since I did the research on this one, but I can't, I don't even, I didn't well, even think it was available over here on VHS. Was it? I not, I don't know. I mean, not to know. The thing is, is once you start getting into those eighties, you know, Paul Nashie films, you know, the, uh, that was when the exploitation, the distribution market had dried up. And yeah. so there weren't, there were never English friendly versions made of these films, which was, would be a long, you know, there were no English dubs or anything. So, uh, I would probably in the video era would have probably gone a long way towards preventing them from getting, you know, from getting a release here. Yeah, this is true. Um, so, you know, unless somebody was going to take the time to subtitle them and really for what those films were thought to have, their desirability or what they were, you know, what, what most video companies would have assumed would have been the returns on that. They would not have been willing to put the time or cost into subtitling them. And if there was no English dub available, well, weren't likely to, to be inclined to release them. True. Very true. Um, our next, uh, our, our next really exciting vein of Nashi releases. Oh, before we leave Mondo, we should say that they're about to release. They haven't done it yet. Um, you can, uh, you, you uh, back it on the Halloween of this year, you could pre-order their next release, which will be coming out in regular editions and, and be available to those who've already pre-ordered it here early, uh, early in 2024. Um, Dr. Jekyll and the werewolf. Oh, Doctor Jekyll and the Werewolf, of course. Jekyll and the Werewolf. Yes. So we have, uh, yeah, yes. Which has been it's yeah it's been one of the ones that we've been we've been waiting for. Uh, been a long wait on that yeah. one for some reason. Yeah, and a uh, very long wait, and but that was one that was at the top of our list to not only get a release, but also we were crossing our fingers that we might get to contribute to it, and we did, uh, which is fantastic. Thank goodness. I'm very happy about that. It's going to be much like uh, the Vinegar Syndrome release of uh, Werewolf versus the Vampire Woman. Uh, it's going to actually include a 4K version uh, of mm-hmm. the of the film as well on a on a disc in that set. Um, and you know, you, you 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 may think that we've kind of been you know skipping past the idea of the the excitement of having a couple of these Nashy films on uh, 4K releases, but neither of us have upgraded to 4K. So. Um, Although I have a 4K television, I'm still I'm still sticking with Blu-rays because I just I don't I don't want I don't want the extra expense. <laughs> well, actually, I do have I have upgraded to 4K. You traitor! You damn I did, I did traitor! Trade. Yes. The last time I last had to episode get a, of this uh, podcast, I'm telling you now. <laughs> I know, I know, folks. <laughs> my, you will not hear my voice again. Uh, <laughs> I've been banished to the outer darkness of. Uh, no, I. Uh, the last time I had to replace a Blu-ray, my all-region Blu-ray player, I, I found it wasn't much more to get a, a 4K capable one. Now I still have not. I'm still not. I've got a few 4K Blu-rays, and I've, I've, I'm, I'm still trying to avoid that trap of of, uh, of feeling that I have to, you know, if I've got something already on Blu-ray, to feel like I have to replace it with 4K. But if I if it's not a film that I have at all, and it's out there on 4K. 
and the costs are comparable, you know, or a reasonable, then, yeah. then, then I'm going to go ahead and opt for the 4k. But I can't say right now that I've so far just gone nuts over the, the 4k world there, you know? So, uh, but, but I do have those capabilities now. So yes, Rod, you are the last man standing. You are the lone holdout. Um, and you, we're just, we're just all out here chanting one of us, one of us. <laughs> one of us so <laughs> I, uh, I no longer love you. It is over, man. This is, we're done. No. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm sure that one day, eventually, when I have to uh, replace one one Blu-ray player or another, I'll probably just go ahead because the price, you know, the prices, as always with technology of this type, eventually come down to the point where yeah, the the prices, yeah. as you say, become incredibly comparable as far as the the players themselves. And since I do kind of almost inadvertently already have a couple in the collection. Because yeah. they were parts of sets that I was buying to get the Blu-ray that's in them. Hey, you know, it'll happen one way or the other. One uh, outlier, which is a Nashi film that was put out on Blu-ray by Full Moon, of all things, is mm-hmm. Orgy of the Living Dead. Uh, also known, probably better known in a lot of a lot of circles, as The Hanging Woman. Uh yeah. Exceptional film, uh, well worth seeing, but Nashi really is just a supporting actor in that particular movie. Uh, worth your time, though. Good little movie. It, Nashi gets, Nashi's role is juicy as mm-hmm. the, the kind of yeah. slimy yeah. guy that he plays in the film. Yeah. There was a really good uh, DVD release of it years ago, and this uh, this Blu-ray is uh, an upgrade, especially uh, after they they fix a, an initial problem with the release. The, the the version that you can get now is is well worth your time, and the and the Blu-ray is pretty darn cheap. I've seen prices uh, well under ten dollars for the disc, so uh, uh, a little a little uh, a little lesser known kind of minor Nashy film, but well worth your time and and very enjoyable. A nice little gothic. Uh, horror film with lots of time spent in graveyards. So <laughs> worth worth yeah. worth your time to check out and a and a good and a good film to boot. Now, yeah. Yeah. Um, now let's talk about the three films that got put out by Scorpion releasing. Yes, but all three of them movies that we we had begun to wonder when they finally came out if they were going to make it, and so it was very exciting to have these three uh, Nashi films come out. They put out. Uh, the second Valdemar Daninsky film, Assignment Terror, mm-hmm. The Fury of the Wolfman, and mm-hmm. The Mummy's Revenge. Um, yeah. Now, out of those three, Fury of the Wolfman and Assignment Terror are still pretty easy to come by, but you're going to have to do a little bit of hunting, unfortunately, to get your hands on The Mummy's Revenge. I think all three releases were... I think they printed the roughly the same amount of each one, but I, I think... That uh, you know, making my mummy love and heart very happy. Uh, for some reason, there was just uh-huh. a real a real desire to get the mummy's revenge over the other two. Well, it is the best of those three films easily. I mean, it's it's uh, uh, mark your, and I think mark that your calendars. Great. Mark your calendars, everyone. Uh, yes, I know. Yes, I complimented a mummy film. Yes, I will. Uh, <laughs> I will admit, you know, but you know, it's kind of damning with frank faint praise because look what it's compared against. I mean, uh, yes, I'm a terror is a lot of fun. There's a lot to like about mm-hmm. it. It has problems. Of the Wolfman is just nuts. Uh, <laughs> yes. It's we can call it a good film, but it's so insane. It's worth seeing um, because it's so crazy. Uh, but Vengeance of the Mummy is is. I mean, I said before, you know, I'm, I know I'm hard on mummy films, but next to the Hammer film, the Mummy, it's my. I think it's the best mummy film ever made. Um. So yeah. So yes, yes. You can. You recorded me saying that. So. Oh yes. Going to going do. to mark it down. Put this in the time capsule. 
Yes, yes. This is how you will be remembered, Troy. This comment alone is how you will be seen by generations after us both. So this is, this is <laughs> the day Troy capitulated on Mondays. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, if you, uh, like I say, uh, if you if you want to get your hands on the Mummy's Revenge, I know that uh, the uh, online store Grindhouse has it. Uh, I just checked today to make sure that was true, and it is still true. So if you want to get your hands on The Mummy's Revenge and have not, you still can. Uh, I don't know how... I I, I honestly don't know how much longer The Mummy's Revenge will remain uh, available. It's strange to me that um, those three have uh, started to kind of... Well, at least that one, anyway, has started to drift out of print uh, and that kind of brings us to one of the reasons why Troy and I wanted to do this episode, which is we kind of wanted to bring everyone's, you know, kind of refocus your attention on the films that are mm-hmm. available on Blu-ray by uh, that, that feature Paul Nashi, because I am starting to get the feeling that we don't have either. Neither of us have any inside information. We've not been told anything, but I am starting to get the concern that I would normally get for these kinds of things about um, some of them eventually going out of print. Um, yeah, yeah. My big concern would be the earliest releases. One way or another, eventually, those Shout Factory sets, both of them, are going to go out of print. And Shout Factory is yeah. not going to make any more of them. And they're not going to be allowed to sell them past a certain point. Because one of the things about buying the rights to release films is that you contract for a certain number of years. Now, mm-hmm. bringing this to your attention, would like I would like to point out that uh, those those Nashi sets are getting close to having been available for a decade, for ten years. Uh, as of 2024, the first set I think uh, will have been available for nine years. And so I'm not sure if they contracted for 10 years to have the rights to them or they contracted for 11, 12, 15. I have no idea how long Scream Factory can continue to sell those sets. But eventually they will go out of print. And so mm-hmm. if you you know, consider this a little reminder from the Nashi cast that, hey, if you've put off purchasing those, um, you might want to start thinking about bumping it to the top of the two, of the to buy stack simply because eventually, sometime in the future, some of these are going to be uh, they're going to be gone, and you're not going to be able to get your hands yeah. on them. Yeah, and these are not <clears throat> these these are, these are not Star Wars. You know, these are not the Universal horror films. You know, where there's going to be a you know a company who's going to be continually always exploiting them and putting them out again and again, and they will always be available in some form. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know that about these, and, and and Ron and I are definitely. This is truly a public service announcement. You know, we are, uh, we are, we are doing this because we're big-hearted guys. I'm reminding you this, not because we're being paid by any of these video companies to encourage you to go and spend money on them. You know, no, to, no, to we're not. Them. I mean, it would that would be nice if they would like to slip us a little money. That'd yeah. be great. But <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't mind. We would. I'm not saying we wouldn't we wouldn't accept it, but. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, uh, let me provide my PayPal account. Please send me cash. But, yeah. <laughs> But yes, we're doing it because we know what it's like to uh, say, it's time I finally bought that movie. Oh, now it's selling for $300 because it's out of print. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, it's happened on more than, it's it's happened to me on more than one occasion. And I've, I've sat there and gone, well, I know some people who own it. I can borrow it from them and watch it that way. But it, mm-hmm. it, if you are, 
if you have been, I'll say, put you know, putting off pulling the trigger on any of these. Um, the, the most recent releases, hey, they're probably going to be in print for a good long while. But as we've already stated, The Mummy's Revenge is getting scarce on the ground. And um, mm-hmm. once these things go out of print, the prices skyrocket. And it becomes a thing where if you really do want these, you might want to go into the sooner rather than later category with them. So, yeah. I guess there's always the chance, you know, we'll have to see how it plays out. But, you know, one always hopes that, you know, some company, uh, perhaps British companies like Arrow or Indicator or some of those, you know, might be waiting for these, you know, salivating, waiting for these films to be available again so they can pounce on them and put out pounce on them and put out their own amazing versions but we don't know you know don't know what what's what's what anyone's thinking out there so yeah and and so if you have the desire to have these in your collection start thinking about maybe that uh, that christmas money you get or maybe you know the end of year bonus check if you're lucky enough to get something like that yeah. any, any, if you've got that little extra cash and as like i say i would concentrate first on those um those Screen Factory sets because they're they're yeah, among the yeah. oldest, and uh, they are they're, they're the ones most likely to go out of print quickest. But um, mm-hmm. take a, take a look uh, if you go over and uh, check out uh, the possible the 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 possibility of getting Mummy's Revenge at uh, Grindhouse Video because that's the, the the place that I see where you can get your hands on it pretty regularly sometimes it seems like they run out of copies of it for some reason or, or at least the website says they have but yeah just wanted to, to to remind everybody hey they're not always going to be around you might want to think about this a little bit yeah yeah all right um so folks uh it has been an amazing 2023 uh troy and i have been both of us busier than busier with different projects quite a few of them that have mm-hmm. absolutely nothing to do with podcasting and uh therefore Although we have put out a number of episodes of The Bloody Pit this year, I know that the Nashi cast has been scant on the ground. Don't worry, the show is going to continue. Don't know how many episodes we'll get out in 2024, but I guarantee you there will be some. And I think now I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and put that to, you know plant that flag and say, hey, one of them is going to be a revisit to Crimson. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and, and, right. and make that statement now. And uh, Troy... I'm, I know that means I'm kind of dragging you along with it, and I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might be sick that week, but uh, uh, yeah. oh man, a, so, no, a no. solo podcast on Crimson—that would be the saddest, <laughs> the saddest fifteen I, minutes ever. So I, I want to join the public at laughing at you and, and not be on the <laughs> no, yeah. It's, no, actually, no. I will <clears throat> no. I will man up and be involved with that. And and if you also, uh, you know, we're always looking for interesting ideas for a for a, uh, a Nashi cast episode. Oh, yeah, I think true. Rod, you and I talked about it. I think you and I talked about it at some point the, you know, maybe the possibility of ranking all the werewolf films, you know, just taking the werewolf films themselves and just, just an episode of ranking those, which I don't think we've ever done. I don't believe. No, no, I think, I think um, you're right. And of course that does point, that does point out that we're still, we, there are still two outstanding, there's still two Valdemar Dodinsky classics that have not come out yet. Um, the the, yes. the first mark of the mark of the wolf man aka frankenstein's bloody terror and that one mm-hmm. i i'm still a little stunned is not out yet or yeah. and i haven't yeah. heard anything on the horizon about it and uh of course the other is curse of the devil 
And I don't, mm-hmm. I've not heard a peep about that one either. But once those two are available, then all of the Valdemar Daninsky, well, the classic Valdemar Daninsky's, you can, you can yeah, play, you can play around with the idea of the unliving, that latter day film made in America being a Valdemar Daninsky film. I don't know that it necessarily is, but if we get those two out, then you'll be able to watch all of them in HD, which is kind of a shock. Well, it's, well, let's not forget Lycanthropos now. Oh, Lycanthrop- that's true. That's Lycanthrop- true. You're right. You're right. I would consider Lycanthropos, the, the 90s film, to be be one of them as well. So really, you're right. There are three that are still kind of outstanding. You're right. Thanks for reminding me. I often do I yeah. often do forget that one because the 90s were the 90s were such a um, were such a such a fallow deca- decade for Nashi in so many ways. But the uh, yeah. yeah. The Lycanthropo does uh, does have a lot of things in it that I like. I do enjoy the performance, especially from Nashi in that film. But hey, maybe we'll get some nice surprises in our stockings for next Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fingers. Yeah. yeah, here's hoping. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Exactly. Well, there's all kinds of Nashi more obscure films, you know that 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 we don't. You know, obviously the I can see from a. Uh, these distributors, you know, these video companies really, you know, perspective, they have to look at the bottom line and think like, you know, I mean, yes, there are people who would just love to see something like uh, Jack the Ripper of London or, you know, or the Cantabrians or Naked Madrid, you know, come out, but that's really hardcore fans. And, you know, they'd have to be looking at what they really think they could recoup, you know, from this. And, 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 and I've, I've come up with my mind a lot of times with kind of, kind of just, because you know, as Blondie told us, dreaming is free, and uh, you know, and so I, I've, I've thought, I've thought many times about just kind of grouping some of these more obscure films into sets, you know, that might make them more interesting releases, like some of the crime films you could group together. Yeah. You know, you yeah. could put Jack Ripper of London with the Crimes of Patois, you know, the Killer is one of thirteen, uh, or you, I've also thought that I'd love to see like Disco, a, a set Disco Rojo, and yeah, yeah. I also thought I'd love to see a set devoted to the films that got Nashy in a lot of hot water, you know, like, uh, you know, the, the transsexual and naked Madrid and, you know, like you could do a, a, a set of just Nashy's more controversial films. True. Um, but, you know, if you could group them and get, and, and where you get more bang for your buck, then it might sell a little better, but, but really one that we don't, you know, really is the top of my list. I'm sure it is yours too, but we tend not to mention it, but I would love to see a Blu-ray release of Rojo Sangre because that's one of his best latter day late, late, late it's such a great performance by him in it. And really interesting story It's probably one of his best movies from his last couple of decades. And so I'd love to see a a Blu-ray of that come out at some point. I completely agree. Um, Completely agree. Great film. And I would love to have a a really sparkling special edition blue of that. Yeah. hmm. You know, that a release of that on 4k could get me to make the leap. (laughs) No. Oh, all right. <sighs> Nashy fan to the end. It's always true. <laughs> all right, folks. Well, uh, Troy, thank you for joining me to, to, to talk about this. We wanted to, to get an episode out here focused on the possibility of uh, sometime in the near future not being able to pick up some of these films that are currently available on Blu-ray just to kind of give you a heads up. As one last, mm-hmm. as one last little thing, I would like to point out there is another release that's kind of Nashi related, not really, but it's Amando Diasorio that that double feature Blu-ray that uh, Screen Factory put out of Night of the Sorcerers and the Laurelized Grasp. Troy and I did uh, a commentary for the Laurelized Grasp on that release, which makes us a little proud of that uh, that that Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that yeah. is another one that uh, came out around the same time as those uh, those Nashi sets, and so you might want to take a look at that if you've been putting that one off. The prices you can find that one for are usually these days under fifteen dollars. 
man, it, honestly, it's worth it. It is worth it just for the Lorelei's grasp. Uh, Night of the Sorcerers is is a, is a weird one. Uh, fun, don't get me wrong. But uh, if you're uh, thinking down the the road of these things eventually going out of print, keep that one in mind as well because it's uh, we're approaching that uh, that ten year mark with that Blu-ray as well. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right, folks. Well, Troy, thanks for coming and doing this. You, uh, yeah, man. You, uh, you always uh, get suckered into this. <laughs> but uh, uh, we, I would just like to say every, to everybody who's listening, thank you. If you have any uh, comments or suggestions or ideas for us, give us uh, give us a, a line dropped at nashicast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and uh, keep us in mind as the year moves on. Thank you very much for listening. I am Rod Barnett. I'm Troy Gwynn. And we will talk to you again soon. Mm-hmm.